from making money moves to building schools. We got Love and Hip Hop's Ferrari Carly in the building. Stay tuned. Tune into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. What's up, world? Back to our exclusive BHL conversations. We have a special guest today. Listen, y'all, she's a certified sexologist. She's an actress, serial entrepreneur, philanthropist, and she's a doctorate to be. Give it up right now for Mrs. Carly Red. Oh my gosh, that girl is amazing. Who's that girl? Okay, look, <laughs> let me not start. That girl is amazing. That's you. That's me. me. I am her. Yes. So <laughs> we, me. All, so we all know you from loving hip hop, but. Let us know, who is Carly Red? Like, how did you get started in this industry? Well, um, okay, you ready for this? I'm ready dun, for dun, it. Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, so my mom, uh, someone saw her on the train, and she was um, the owner of a big, huge modeling agency, and she gave my mom a card. That's exactly how it started. She gave my mom a card and said, I need you to bring your daughter into my office. And she just happened to be the owner of Wow. Went to the office, and next thing you know, she kept casting me for a whole bunch of stuff, and I would get it. Fruit Roll-Ups commercials, Levi's commercials. I was the first little black girl to do this. Franco SpaghettiO. Yeah, that was me. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. So, like, you know, being a child star is very different, right? Because I feel like you have a different mindset, like, whenever you look into the world. Because it's not just, you know, like, a regular child. Like, now you have all eyes on you. There's so much pressure. Was there any, like, one time as a child where you were kind of maybe may, may, maybe kind of felt like you wanted to be more of a child than being, like, an actress or being in the entertainment industry? Um, No, I come from a very strict background. So my mom, like, I couldn't do what the other kids did. I had to... Um, I went to the home school of the arts. You know, I had I couldn't I couldn't do what the kids did, like go outside and play, and and you know I couldn't. No. So you were focused, like at, she, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, she had me like in violin school and, and dance classes and all that stuff. When I wasn't doing that, I was in regular school or I was in church. My uncle owns a church in New York, so I was in church. Yeah, I had to go do the church services every day. Yeah, yeah, I was on clockwork, like for my mom. Like, so that foundation. If I like one day. True story. So one day I decided to not go to my uncle's house and not go to homeschool the yards after school because I had to be there after school at a certain time for my class. And I decided to go with my friend's house because they had fried chicken. Oh, yeah. I wanted some fried chicken. So I went over there, and um, my mom, my girlfriend at the time, she went to my school. I went to a um, Catholic school, by the way. And so she went to my school, and I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, my mom's cooking fried chicken. Come over. So I was like, all right, I'm going to come over. And we were all there. And we, she was like, yeah, we, my mom left. I'm going to sneak some boys over, whatever. Okay, so we snuck the boys over, whatever. And we was all sitting there eating fried chicken as kids. Anyway, all of a sudden, you had a knock on the door. And my friend went to answer it. And she was like, your mom's here? I'm like, how she even know I was here? <laughs> Her mom tattletailed and told my mom that I was, yeah. My mom literally, so my mom waited. We walked out the building, and she literally took a branch off the tree, and she beat me all the way home. And we, I was running down the street. My mom was running after me. <laughs> True story. Wow. All the way so home. how so so how did that experience shape you into understanding that you were destined for greatness? 
Because clearly, you know, like, when mama's with you like this, like, she trying to make sure you stay in line. Yeah, no, she made sure I stayed in line. Yeah, no, I can The things that these new millenniums, the way they talk to their mom, shit, my mom would take one of these things. I, she has a boomerang effect with anything in my house. <laughs> bing, bing. Like, hit me, and then, then it come back to her. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't play with my mother. Listen, I'm I don't, still scared of her to this day. I don't play with my mom either. You can't play with mothers. But I, yeah. another thing I wanted to ask you is, of course, we talked about how you got started. But how did you get into music? Not not a lot of people know, but, you know, Carly Carly Red had music before loving hip-hop. Yeah, I did. Um, so I was always doing, um, I'm from Trinidad, and I was always doing Caribbean music. My family does Caribbean music. I come from a background of music in my family, a Caribbean music, though. So, um I was always, like I said, I was always doing reggae and soca and everything. And, and one day I said, you know what, I'm going to buy a studio so I can create my own music. And I bought a studio in L.A. I just after I moved to L.A., I bought a studio and I was like, I was just doing my own music. I was doing my own thing. Wow. So how did we get to the love and hip hop? Well, um, after I started doing my music career and, I'm, you know, I've always been modeling, I've been couple of videos that's what some videos was making money girl. oh yeah i know the video vixens yeah yeah that's what we was making money <laughs> and um i was doing uh commercials um um i had uh i was a face of dark and lovely at one time uh so many different commercials and music videos and i was just i still stayed in the industry and then one day i got a call from brian jones and he was like hey, I want you to come to Atlanta to interview for Love & Hip Hop. And I'm like, oh, I love that show. I love that show. Oh, my gosh. That's like my, you know, I love that show. That's my show. It was, at that time, it was the Love & Hip Hop New York. Right. And With Atlanta, Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta didn't come on yet, but I was, like, tuned in. Mind you, I had already did, um, right before that, I had already did another show on VH1 called Screen Queens. Right. It was 10 actresses living in a house. Yes, I remember competing that. Competing for the role of Saw 3D. So I had literally just did Screen Queens, and I was like, yeah, I could do another reality show. I just did Screen Queens. My Screen Queens, girl. Crazy. It was Scary. It was the worst. That was the worst experience of my life. Why? Every day, first of all, we lived on the Universal parking lot. We lived on the universe a lot, but you didn't, we didn't know this. We didn't know that we were sleeping in everything. Everything was fake. The table was fake. Everything, our whole room, everything was fake. We didn't even have a real pool. Oh, wow. It was all fake, but we thought. It was real. It was real. Production <laughs> That's Universal Studios. Yeah, Productions is a motherfucker. <laughs> right. So, but every day that we woke up, like, I slept in a bed of ants. What? I, um, what else? I, the, the day that I got cut, was the day that I had to eat maggots. And all the other girls ate the maggots. Wait. And I was like, fuck this shit. I was this no Scream Queens or was this like Survivor? <laughs> right. No, it was Scream Queens. You had, They felt like um, if you're competing for the role of Saw 3D, you have to do things that Saw would do. Yeah. In the movie that you would do, you know. And oh my gosh. Like I was supposed to, the day I got cut, here was the thing. So you're the director, right? And you're right. going to tell me action, right? So the... So the maggots is supposed to, here's the dead guy. The dead guy's right here. And the maggots is supposed to fall out the ceiling and drop on, on me, right? And I'm supposed to go, ah, you see that? Ah, you, you get that? Right, part? I get that ah, part. And the maggots <laughs> supposed to fall in my mouth, right? Oh, no. Ah, right? And that was the scene. So 
Action. Ah, right. You know, you just say action. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, action. Oh, they was like, no, cut. Do it again. Action. They was like, wait a minute. You're supposed to keep your hands to your side. But you can't, because it's an actually scary moment. So how can you pretend scary when it's actually scary? Because if Magnus was falling on you, right, and you looked up and you said, ah, would you really do that? No, I would be running. I, I wouldn't... I would be out of there. Like, yeah, so they was like, because I couldn't take my hand off my mouth. So they were like, no, she, yeah. she's not she's not creating that for us. Yeah. But listen, but let's talk about Love & Hip Hop. You've been on Love & Hip Hop, Love and Hip Hop for eight seasons. Yes. Um, of course, we know Love & Hip Hop could be so many different things. It could be love, it could be drama. But what are what is maybe one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about you being on the show? Mm. Because we see Carly Rae on the show, but what do you feel maybe that fans feel like, oh, this is Carly, but that's not who she really is? Um, A lot. Well, okay, so I'll just tell you what fans say to me when they come up to me. How right. about that? Because then I could, I could just go up off of that, right? So they say, you're a really sweet person. Oh, my gosh, I didn't know you were so sweet. You seem so mean. And I'm like, no, I'm, I give my last to anyone. And they say, oh, you're not messy. I'm like, no, I just keep it real. I just tell it what it is. You know what I mean? I don't care. I just fucking say what the fuck I got to say. Right. Um, what else are the, some of the misconceptions? Um, that I'm mean. Um, that um, I'm not relatable. They're just like, I didn't, you're so relatable. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, we yeah. all human. At the end of the day, just because you see me on TV, don't, or just because you, you, know, you hear about me doesn't mean... I'm not a human. I'm so, like, how is it living, like, having a camera on you 24-7? Like, does it ever get uncomfortable? You just, you just used to it now? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Which is, I mean, of course you, you're comfortable because we know that, you know, you do a lot of acting, which you played the role of Paige Morris in Saint and Sinners. Yeah. Um, and you did this amazing scene that I love, like, where you were crying, you were in the wheelchair, and, you know, they had you in the hospital. Oh, for real? Tell you like that scene? Yes, I loved it. Because, I mean, real acting, like... People think that acting is acting, and acting is not acting. Acting is really about being believable, and I have to commend you for you know playing playing that role and just being able being able to get into character. But what are some of the things that you know Carly actually tapped into to be able to to, to pull Paige out? Um. So, well, at that present time or whatever, um, I really just like stayed sleep the whole t- the whole day in the um in the room. Mm-hmm. After every, when everybody went to lunch, I just stayed sleep in the room the whole time. So if you were sitting in a hospital, if you were sick in a hospital, and for that particular scene, I'm sick in a hospital, right? Right. If you're sick in a hospital, you're lethargic, you're tired, you're not, you know what I mean? So after everybody everybody went to eat, they all had lunch. The whole day, I did not move from that bed. So it was it was it was kind of like a a method acting moment. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm not gonna move from this bed. I'm just gonna just sleep here and then when they were ready it was like okay I'm tired I don't feel good my neck hurt you know so what do you normally think about in those moments like when you're bringing your acting to life um I'm imagining it it being someone that's close to me or something that's happened to me I I do a lot of substitutions yeah have you ever done any of the um Abana Chubbick Abana Chubbick um I've read her book I've read her book. Um, I've taken a few classes who do those methods. I actually took some classes out here with um, Bobby Chance. Oh, yeah. Bobby Chance is really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I took, man, I took Bobby Chance for what? How many years? 
so many years. At that time, in my class was Atheon Crockett. Um, who else was in my class? So you guys had stars in your class. <laughs> like, man. And, um, dang, I, it was so many celebrities in my class. So, I mean, like, does that put more pressure on you to, like, you? because, you know, whenever you're trying to do things with your scene partner, you have to be, like, on, but does that ever make you feel uncomfortable? Doing what? You know, like, well, whenever you were in class and, you know, you were actually practicing and you you had all the stars around you, like, did you feel like you were able to just... No, at that time, they weren't stars. Oh, so this, all you guys were kind of, like, in the making. Yes. And a lot of people that was in that class, you know, we're close now, but... It's like, damn, remember when we was doing this back then? We was just in the classroom. Right. Now we here doing movies and stuff. So, yeah. So now not only are you Shout doing... Shout out to Atheon Crockett, by the way. Yes, he is hilarious. Yeah, that's, um, my, that's my bro, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro, what's up? And he was, he was also in my first movie. So I people don't know this. I graduated from L.A. Film School with a degree in filmmaking. Wow. So maybe we have some directing coming mm-hmm. along. And okay. I did that because I wanted to be an all-around... Uh, I call myself an artiste, right? I wanted to be an all-round art- artist where I can do music, I can direct, I can, you know, edit films. I wanted to not just be in front of the camera but behind the camera. So I went to film school, graduated filmmaking de- degree, and Afion Crockett, I um, begged him. I was like, bro, can you help me out? You know, he was like, yeah, I got you. He was the one of the lead roles of, in one of my films that, wow. I, that I did in school. So what kind of films do you actually like? Me, I, I mean, I hate scary movies, and um, because I'm always, I'm just a little, I don't like that. I live At alone, all. you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it, because it's, it's a little scary. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like a scary suspenseful. Yeah, but it, if they ask me to play a, a scary bitch, I'm a scary bitch all day, you know what I mean? I play a scary bitch, but do I want to watch, I don't like watching scary movies. No, I feel you. I'm, yeah. I'm like the same way. So... I play whatever you want me to play, though, you know, because an actor is an actor. Right. So, I mean, like, because you basically have to tap into the character. Absolutely. And you're great at that, right? Yeah. Right. So, I know, like, we we, we see love in hip-hop, but let's talk about this certified sexologist. Okay. Right? So, how did you get into sexology? So, sips tea. No. <laughs> so, okay, so basically you're giving us tea. Yeah. We have transition to tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a lot of tea, though. Um. Okay, so... How I got into sexology was um, Doc Johnson had uh, given me a deal for sex toys. And um, one of the ladies over there, sh- shout out to Tao, Diplo Tao, and Scott, they're, um, they're my team over at Doc Johnson. And um, they'd given me a little, you know, sex toy line. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was telling me, she was like, you know, um, if you really want to do this, you should become a sexologist. I was like, I don't know what is that or whatever. Well, when I start selling my sex toys, people come up to me like, oh, well, how do you use this? And what do you do with this? And and how do I talk to my husband about this? And, and I'm like, bitch, just use a fucking toy. <laughs> but, so now, like, 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 you realize you had to be an educator. Right. right. I realized that I had to educate myself to know what I'm talking about when it comes to these sex toys. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to school, become a sexologist. And now when I'm selling my toys, so... What I decided to do, I said, you know what? I'm taking it another level. I'm going to go back to school, become a sexologist, get my sexology license. Now I'm able to talk about the toys. But not only that, I took it to the next level, and I'm on tour giving sex classes. Oh. We just finished one in New York. Mm-hmm. We did one. Um, we did two in New York, right? We did two in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, Long Island. You're just Long Island. Yeah, I just did Long Island. Yeah, we. I've been. I'm on a little sexology toy. It's called Intimate Conversations. Yes, and I actually saw that on your Instagram. I was like, yeah. listen, she's teaching. Now, as a sexologist, how do you feel that women are portrayed in the hip-hop culture? So there's two different um, questions there. As a sexologist, how are women portrayed in the hip-hop culture or as just a person in, in general? In the hip-hop culture and also as a person. Yeah. So um, how women are treated, I you know, I miss the days when, you know... Um, the videos, we were getting paid a lot of money, you know, because I feel like it was more respected. Now girls are doing videos for free. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so different. It's, it's totally different. I don't know. The industry has changed. The music industry has changed. The internet crazy went crazy and fucked the whole shit up. Yeah. Yeah. So do I like how women are portrayed in the hip-hop culture? No, I don't. So how do you think that you as a sexologist can change that? As a sexologist, how I can change that? I can't. I can't because a person's going to do whatever they want to do regardless. Right. Yeah. A man going to cheat whatever he want to cheat regardless. A woman going to cheat if she want to cheat regardless. That's true. You know, people are going to be who they want to be. If she want to take off her coat, she's going to take her, you know, no matter what I say, I can't help her. Now, from that as being a sexologist, we know that you did start um, your Carly Toys. But let's talk about Mercy, your clothing line. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that come about? So my daughter, right, she said she wanted to go to school for fashion. When she changed her mind. But at the time, she was like, Mommy, I want to go to school for fashion. I was like, okay, I'm going to get into the fashion world, and I'm going to show you how to become a buyer, how to become this. And I bought my first store in Atlanta. Then I bought my second store in Atlanta. Then I bought my third store in L.A. Then, yeah, and it just went on from there. But it started with my daughter. She wanted to be in fashion. And I was like, all right. But now she don't even want to be in fashion. <laughs> but listen, store, it, but it actually opened up a lot of different opportunities. Because I, I feel like sometimes a person is always looking for that one door. And I feel like when you get that one door, all these other things have opened up, you know. So you, you got your clothing line. You got your sexual line. And we also have your book entitled Even Exchange. Tell us a little bit about why you decided to do that so, um, Even Exchange was written while I was in college. I was I went to Pasadena College as well, and I was just writing a book, writing writing in a journal. Did you go to PCC? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I went to PCC for a little while, right? I got my e- EMT license in PCC, at PCC. So, um, I was just writing a journal, always writing, writing, writing about things that I was going through with men. And then one day I met Zane, and I was like, Zane, what do you think about this? Can you read my journal? She read it, and she was like, I love it. This could be a book. Okay, cool. And we, it's now a book. This went from there. So, I mean, my advice to people, always keep a journal. You never know what's going to happen out of that journal. And now I'm going to make that book a movie. Oh, wow. Really? So are you going to be directing, or are you going to give somebody else the opportunity to do it? I'm going to give somebody else the opportunity to do okay. it. I'm just my act in it. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, I know that, you know, I talked about you building schools. You do have two um, nonprofit organizations. You have uh, Giving Hearts with Love, and you also have Carly's Angels. Can you tell us a little bit about those organizations? Okay. So Giving Hearts with Love Foundation is basically, it, it really helps the Caribbean. So right now we are giving back to Bahamas, you know, because they just went through that, a disaster. Yeah, that disaster. Um, Haiti has been going through a lot for a long time. Right. I visited Haiti one time and just went berserk. Like, oh my gosh, these kids need me. And they love me and I love them. Um, so I decided to build a school in Haiti. I was the first person to ever bring Kirk Franklin to Haiti. He's never been. but yeah. we, we, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, we did a free concert. So every year we've been doing a concert. I did um, Tasha Cobbs. I did, uh, and so every year... 
I bring another person to Haiti for a free concert to give back to the people and raise money to build the school because their school, it's like, girl, it's so sad. It's really sad. It's like just some wood. Wow. And some chairs. And everybody's going to school together. So you can have a little baby all the way to a 15-year-old. Well, they're all going to school together. Wow. So they're all basically learning on the same level. It's so sad. Yeah. Well, that's amazing that you're doing it. You know, because a lot of times I feel like, you know, stars kind of have their stardom, but not everybody reaches back like they say, but you're actually like being the hands and feet of change. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. And then um, once a month I do an etiquette um, class. Oh, nice. Where Being I, a lady? Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> But I go and pick up the, all the inner city youth kids. And put them in my Sprinter van. And you have a Sprinter van? Yeah, I, I have a um, I have a toy. Um, I mean, a tour touring company called nice. Elite Tour Group, and we have party buses and Sprinter vans. And um, I take one of my Sprinter vans, pick up some kids from the inner city, you know, and um, have the parents sign off, and I take them to dinner. I rent out like a, um, somewhere in a restaurant, like the back of a restaurant. I rent it out, mm-hmm. and I bring all the kids in, and I teach them how to sit and eat with their utensils and napkins and all that stuff. And I just slap their hands sometimes they act bad. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you're 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 giving back so much and of course we know that you are on Love and Hip Hop. How do you want to be able to change the way that women are portrayed in the media? <sighs> the way that women are portrayed in the media? Because I feel like, you know, it doesn't matter what show or what you see on TV. I feel like they always portray us as being catty, like we can't get along. How do you, because I mean, you, the numbers are, are speaking, like you have your own company, you know, you're actually building and teaching young girls how to be ladies. Mm-hmm. How do you think that you yourself could be able to change that direction in which, you know, women are being seen? Well, um, the only thing I could do is just, I, I hate that, is, and it's not just women, it's just black women. Mm. We always putting each other down. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like, you know, as sisters, we should uplift each other. Oh, oh, shout out to Nene Leakes. I just, Nene had um, a Ladies of Success uh, weekend. In Atlanta. In in Miami. No, it's in Miami. Yeah, and I flew out to do her Ladies of Success panel. She had um, different uh, events and panels and just having ladies, successful ladies, all around from wherever. One lady came from Africa. And, um... I think if we do many of those, you know, a lot of those later success things that we can probably try to change the the thinking of some of these ladies. Like, you don't have to hate on each other. And I met so many smart, intelligent, oh, my God, beautiful, uh, successful, just, oh, my goodness, ladies for that weekend. Oh, my gosh. For one day, I met so many and just wanted to help each other out. And and I think that's what it it should. And they were all black, by the way. Right. And I think that's what it should be. It should be where, you know, let's, instead of being on the internet talking shit about each other, you don't know me. Right. You don't know me. Let's help each other out. Let's figure out how can I help you get a business? How can I? And that's what we were all doing. We were giving out each other cards. Like, oh, so you own a daycare? Okay, well, I'm trying to get a daycare. Okay, cool, cool. You know? Just like that real raw collaboration. Oh, my gosh. The networking was yeah. ridiculous. Shout out to Nene Leeds for doing that Ladies of Success. That was amazing. That was really, really nice of her to put that together. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, you know, when you see women coming together, especially 
they try to put stereotypes on us, but there are actually some 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 great amazing things that are actually happening amongst us as women and and also as Black women as well. So I think that's that's what we can do to change. If we had more of those latest success um, right. tours and just women coming together and talking and and you know just instead of hating on each other. So I mean, could we possibly maybe see like a a sexology slash you know successful women's panel or something I mean, together with empower women? Now. That's a part of my you know, my sex tour. But adding, like, more, like, maybe, like, talking about how we as women can come together. I do that in my sex tour. Oh, okay. Well, you know, listen, we we <laughs> need to we need to get tickets to your next your next event. Absolutely. You yes. don't even need to get a ticket. I'll give them out. Oh, listen, y'all. She <laughs> said it right here. She's going to give out tickets. I'm going to give out tickets. Absolutely. So I want to talk about your recent award that you won. Well, first of all, congratulations for winning the NA, the NA um, BJ Award for Thank your you. book. Thank you. Amazing. But let's talk about... <laughs> The reality um, royalty uh, event that, well, the the award that you won on the VMA this year. Now, let's talk about this, guys. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta beat the Vanderpump, and not only that, but MTV's own Jersey Shore. Yeah. So, how did you feel about that? Yeah, um, I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about this, so I ain't going to talk about it. Okay. It was so many things that happened that night. Yeah, it was a lot. I, I I, I mean, was it a? Should I give him the tea? Yep. Yeah, I mean, oh, this, this is your hour of power, so to talk about that. Okay, no one knows this. <laughs> okay. So it's me, Scrappy, Bam, Spice. We're all sitting at a table, and they, our nominations came up, and they're like, and we, you know, and we're like, well, we ain't gonna win because we noticed that everyone who won had like um, a teleprompter. We didn't have a teleprompter. You know, they, they had a teleprompter what they were going to say. And I was like, everybody won. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, we definitely won this. So we were just going to sneak out the room, okay? Right. We had a deal. We all came together, had a plan, stuck by it. Cool. So when they said, and love and hip hop Atlanta, we like, nah. We ain't win. The guy, the producers came over and I was like, get up. I'm like, huh? so <laughs> as you notice, I'm doing this. He's like, get up. It's you. Get up. I'm like, okay. So we're going up on stage. And this is the award, right? Johnny Bananas, I think that's his name. Whatever the guy named from Jersey yeah, from Shore. Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. He went up on stage and was like, I want to accept this award he did to Kanye. Oh, what? People don't know this happened. Oh, wow. This happened in real life. Hey, I want to accept this award. So we like this. This award, right? Right. We like this. So he got the award. We're like, he, he's like so going back and forth yeah, he's tugging it was tugging it was so they, great I'm pretty sure they probably edited that out oh of course they did you know, you know they did it, right so we're like oh my gosh like we, get off the stage this is our moment you know he basically he Kanye'd us all day like it was crazy it was crazy and he was just like I want to set this award he's like we deserve this award Judge Shore deserved this award Love and Hip Hop Atlanta if you ask anybody nobody knows who Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is Okay. Clearly not, because the numbers said something different. Right. <laughs> so we got off stage, and everybody was just like, "How are you guys okay? You feel a certain type of way? I think Scrap, Bam, and Spice, we all handled it very, very classy. Right. Um, even me, I handled it with class. I did, you know, we didn't get, we didn't do what they thought. What you could have done, right? Oh, I wouldn't have did that. Not at the MTV Awards. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, of course, it's like it's like reality TV, so people are always looking for drama. So they were probably looking for that. But you know what? Listen, we stay, we stay high. We don't go low. Yeah, no, we. I and everybody was like, we have reached a level of 
you know, we're not going to act how they think we're going to act. Right, exactly. Because I'm sure they thought we was just going to go the fuck off. They thought that you're going to go love and hip-hop Atlanta. Right, they really <laughs> did. And uh, But Scrap was, we all was, but I was shocked. I, I said, know. damn, what the fuck? He really did Kanye me. Yeah, but um, when we got off, everyone was doing our interviews, and they were just asking us, like, so how did it feel to be kanye and da 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 What? It was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. But we won, so, and I'm happy that we won because it, it feels good to know that everyone who's been watching all the years that we really, really, you know, they've stuck by us, and they, they're our real fan base. Yeah, I mean, Love Hip Hop Atlanta, I feel like it's going to be there just forever. Because it's just like, it's just, you guys have such a mixture of so much going on, you know what I mean? It, I, And I feel like you have so much success from it, so. Oh, yeah, it's definitely see. a great p- platform. Thank God. Thank, uh, you know, sh- thank, uh, thank you, Mona Scott Young. Thank you, Stephanie Gale, Brian Jones, everybody over at VH1. You know, lo- everybody over at Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. Now, speaking of a Kanye... LaShawn. Speaking of a Kanye moment, I have some questions for you. These are called the Carly Q's, okay? Questions for you. Talking about Kanye. So, Kanye just came out with this new album, um, and, Jesus and is King. I didn't get a chance to and listen to you it. You haven't yet. listened to it at all? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. But I want to ask you this. It made the number one Billboard charts. And nice. he's not even a Christian artist. So, how do you feel about, like, you know, artists crossing genres and basically Absolutely. hitting the Billboard charts? Do it. I'm not a hater. Do it. You can cross over to country, metal, heavy metal, Christian, whatever. I'm not a hater. Do it. Would you ever cross over? I'd do whatever. It's going to make me some money. <laughs> I'm no. not, whatever. It's like, hey, if people want to say, oh, you made, a, you made a heavy metal album. Okay, I made a heavy album. Cool. Whatever you want to call it. Cool. So you're down for it. <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you this. Who is the holy trinity of male hip-hop? Give me, like... Three. Holy Trinity. So, um, like, what would be like your idea of like the three best like artists, like hip hop artists out, male, male and female, hip hop male and female. Mm, I love Lil Wayne. Okay, Lil Wayne, Dean one. Yeah, I think he's so talented. Yeah. Just, just Lil Wayne. I mean, right now, you saying right now? Yeah. I can't say Biggie or nothing like that because you said right now. Okay, Lil Wayne. Okay, and then <laughs> and, and then give me a female. Female. Oh, it's so many. Just one, just one. It's so many. So many? So many. You got Nicki, you got Rihanna, you got Beyonce, you got, it's so many. It's so Hip-hop. Many. Yeah. They, I mean, I feel like... Every, you feel like they are? Yeah. No, all. no, I mean, it's, well, I mean, listen, Beyonce started rapping on, um, no, you know... No, she's definitely, I, she's, Beyonce is hip-hop culture, period. She is, period, for sure. Period, She is. Hopefully, we'll see a rap album come out one day. Oh, my God. That'd be crazy. <laughs> listen, are we speaking something to existence? Right. Okay, so, last but not least, I want you to give me a... A little freestyle. Okay. Ready? You need right now? Yeah. Okay, Let's do cool. it. Let me think. Hmm. Me have a man I ask so who that? When the sun club on the blue rock. Some freaky freaky girl to tell me how much of them want you that. Some a question where my boo at, but the question is me do that. Kali, now make a boy point and say him screw that. True that? Me never been a H-O-E. Never been the one fit borrow no girl care key. If I'm flossing, I do that thoroughly. Because I don't need no man who regularly bother me. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Carly, listen. I have to say, you are absolutely amazing. I love everything that you're doing. You. I mean, you are a serious entrepreneur. You're getting your doctor's degree. Yeah, I'm going back to school. To um, It's going to take me a minute, but yeah. So what are you getting it in? What am I getting in? Yes. Sexology. 
Sex out. Listen, Carly, you are a woman beyond like years. Like you, I, I shout out to you so much because Thank a lot you. of times, you know, like people just, they just, they just want to be a star. But I feel like you're doing so much in the community. I feel like you're really showing a lot of women that, you know, they don't have to, you know, fall aside to the, what society wants. But we can actually go out. We can have our own businesses. We can be able to do yeah, a lot absolutely. in our community. And I just want to say I absolutely commend you for what you're doing. Thank you. Oh, and um, I'm opening a 24-hour nail salon in Vegas right now. So, yes. we're, yeah, so it should be open in like two weeks. Two weeks? Listen, yeah. if you guys are in Vegas, make sure you check it out. Check it out. Anything else you want to share with us? What else am I doing? So much. Girl, the 24-hour nail salon. The you know I have my stores, um, the book, the sexology, the sex toy line. It's just so much, girl. But I'm making it happen. You are making it happen. You're making money it. moves and building schools. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, girl. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do the platform. Well, Miss Carly, where can we find you? Um, everywhere. I am Carly Red on Instagram, Instagram. and uh, Facebook. Carly Red something. Twitter Carly Red. Everything's color red. So at color red, everything. Mm-hmm. And oh, my stores, um, at shop mercy, you, yeah, at shop mercy, you. That's my store. So if you guys hit up me up, um, if you're listening to this and you hit me up, I will definitely give you guys um, some lip glosses. So if somebody hits me up on um, the shop mercy, follow the shop mercy. So we're gonna do a little contest. Okay. Contest is they have to follow Black Hollywood Live. Yes, BHL. Have to follow BHL, number one. They have to follow Carly Red. Carly Red. And they have to follow Shop Mercy online. At Shop Mercy online. Mm hmm. And I will give them a gift. And they, oh, DM as well, because they have to DM the, the details. So. Giving you guys a download, you have to follow BHL, you have to follow at Carly Red, and also her her clothing line at Shop. In order to get the gift. So at it's Shop, at Shop Marcy, uh, Mercy, Mercy Online. M-E-R-C-I Online. Got it. So listen, guys, we're not only giving you Carly Red, but she's also giving you an opportunity to be able to get this. So I'll send you a gift. Gloss. I'll send you a little care package. It'll be lip glosses, um, uh, a top, or the, you know. It's a little care package if they do what they said. Now, let's do another one. Okay. She wants to do another one. We're going to do another contest. Uh, sex toys. Okay. They have to follow Carly Red. I am Carly Red. Carly Red. They have to follow Doc Johnson. At Doc Johnson. Mm-hmm. And Black Hollywood Live. And BHL. Listen, we have two contests And we on. will give them a sex toy. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yes. So, um, but they have to DM. They also DM you as well. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're gonna put it underneath at the bottom and at the that description say, and say that they listen to the interview. and you gotta say that you listen. So, Carly Red was in the building today. She Thank gave you. us her story. Thank everything you. you're doing, I just again, I want to commend you. Thank I you. love everything that you're about, and I feel like you are a true woman's empowerment. So keep doing what you're doing. You guys, stay tuned, and thank you for joining us. Ew. You can catch me also to Miss Nima Scott at Nima Scott every social media platform. So, so you oh, the name week? of my um, oh, the name of my nail salon is at Tipsy Nail Bar, Vegas. So at Tipsy Nail Bar, okay. What? Oh yeah, at Tipsy Nail Bar Vegas. Yeah, so at Tipsy Nail Bar Vegas, Vegas. Yeah, so don't forget um, the contest. So we got three, 
we have two contest guys going on, and we also have her her twenty four hour nail shop, which we'll all put in the description. So you guys stay tuned. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. <laughs>